Hello, and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com, and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency, all things homesteading, and about how we can reduce the gap between our consumption and our production. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 276 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. Today, I am bringing you a rebroadcast of a conversation that I had about six months ago, back in May, with Mike from the Homevert YouTube channel. He was in the process with his partner of moving to their first homestead and leaving it all behind from their life in London. And... The reason, well, there's two reasons why I wanted to play this again for you guys. The first of which is this is one of the interviews that I got really, really great feedback about. Mike's a fantastic speaker, an engaging speaker, and he really did draw me in and make me genuinely interested in what he's got going on. And the second reason is that I've got another interview with him scheduled in the next few days, which I will be bringing you, obviously, hopefully next week or the week after. And I just thought it might be nice to get a bit of a refresher on where he was six months ago to give us some great context for that interview when it is released and to see all the things he's achieved and how he feels. Does he feel any differently? Are there any regrets after six months of leaving it all behind and moving from the city life to his new homestead. Anyway, without further ado, I will hand you over to myself and Mike from about six months ago. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. Today, we have with me Mike from the Homevert Homesteader YouTube channel. And well, Rather than me tell you what uh, Mike's been up to and, and why he's here, I'll, I'll let Mike do it. So, Mike, why don't you uh, say hello and just tell us a little bit about yourself and how we came to be talking today. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, very nice to be here. Um, my name is Mike and I'm a baby gardener, basically. Uh, and finally, after many years of trying to get this to happen, uh, for the last two months, I'm actually getting to practice what I've been dreaming of. Uh, um, for and of so yeah it's been a a kind of crooked journey but finally i can do what i've always wanted to which is gardening fantastic yeah fantastic so um i wonder if we could start by going back in time and just if you could just give us a little a brief idea of your sort of how what your life looked like maybe a year ago Oh, wow. A year ago. Yeah. A year ago when everything was crazy, uh, we actually made the decision to do this, <laughs> if you can yeah. believe that, because our plan was always to, when I say ours, me and my fiance, uh, was always to kind of move away uh, to a more easy, simple living, minimalist type of, of life. Uh, you know, because we were living in London before and caught in that rat race. But yeah. our plan on paper, uh, our five, ten year old plan was to finish and do this in about five more years. But because of the pandemic and, you know, a, a lot of other factors, yeah. we kind of, you know, bit the bullet and decided to instead of wait five more years and buy that humongous piece of land that everybody's trying to get, so let's start small because even if we're going to get 10 acres, 50 acres, 100 acres, we're still going to crop a, 
like a small garden in the beginning because we have no experience and start small so why yeah. not start small and just start instead of just dream and not do anything about it absolutely so that, that was us one year ago when we kind of took our heart in our hands and said let's do this no matter Excellent. what <laughs> well i mean if, if you're going to be in lockdown you may as well be in lockdown with a big garden haven't you <laughs> That's the dream. Uh, the thing <laughs> is, we did have a small garden because uh, in London, where we were living, we had no space. The allotments were booked. I, I applied for an allotment, but I was number 7036 <laughs> in a small allotment that was close to, to my building. So, again, because we had an amazing landlady, we asked her for permission to actually build some planters uh, outside the door <laughs> on the hallway. And yeah. the neighbors were fantastic. So we just, you know, DIY'd some pallets, which were lying all around the streets and made a two square meter planter garden. And we had so many plants and foods and tomatoes and all you can imagine. 73 plants, actually, to be <laughs> specific. So fantastic. that was last year's summer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in working with what you have, not with what you wish you had. And that's, uh, you know, a fantastic example of that right there. So were you using the square foot gardening method for that? Yes, yes. I had four planters that were like a meter and a half long by 20 centimeters wide. Yep. So I, I had to. I had like compartments uh, for – I had tomatoes in the corner so I can trellis them up. And then in between I had anything from uh, sunflower for beauty to Swiss chard and herbs that, were, that fed us all, uh, all year round. Fantastic. Anything that grows in, in zone six to eight, basically. Yeah, fantastic. And what does your garden look like now? <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's such a huge leap in size. I mean, maybe it's not much for some old hardy farmers, but it's a fifth of an acre, I think, or like 1,000 square meters. Yeah. Um, and it's when we bought this in December, it was already established as a mini orchard because there's a lot of fruit trees and berry bushes, but there's enough space in between those trees and berry bushes to actually have beds, growing beds. So yeah, I mopped out a lot of beds and it's, it's a huge step. And this is why I think our decision was wise, or maybe not wise, but it inspired, instead of just waiting five to seven more years and buy a big chunk of land to just do this, because it's already like to jump from two square meters to 1,000. It's a bit, <laughs> you know, you get that feeling in your kidneys, like, oh, my God, when I'm going to do all of this, how am yeah, I going to yeah. do all of this? But, Fantastic. Yeah. Two months later, <laughs> it's looking good after a lot of backbreaking work. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So, so you mentioned that you moved out of London. How far have you moved? Uh, we moved out of the UK, actually. Yeah. yeah. We, we went all the way because my fiance, she's from Poland. Yep. Uh, and our plans, we've been together for six years, was always to retire here somewhere in the forest by like a big chunk of land with forest. And we love nature. You know, we heard the call of nature a long time ago. And that's been our motivation to like you know gather uh, enough financial support to actually do this yeah but the place where we bought this garden is surrounded by by a humongous old growth forest so it, we kind of got what we wanted <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> just without, without, without quite the responsibility <laughs> yeah it, it's it's true yeah so Fantastic. 
Yeah, um, Poland, north of Poland, close to the seaside, um, for, quite, quite, quite far away from London. <laughs> yeah. Quite different, yeah. Sun. So, sounds lovely, sounds lovely. And you, you mentioned already, just in the, in the short time we've been talking, you've mentioned your fiancé several times, and it sounds to me like you're both very much aligned with the direction of travel that you, you both kind of see in your future and want to move in. Is that the case? It is, but... It, we, we got this at this point kind of together because we're both city folk. We grew up in the city of both of us. We had maybe family in the countryside, but not enough exposure to that to actually get the bug, you know? Yeah. But it, there's nothing like a walk through the forest. There's nothing like mushroom picking. There's nothing like, you know, the smell of wildflowers on a meadow. And when we had exposure to that and we came in contact with it, you cannot go back at least you know it was for us so for the last six years slowly slowly we kind of developed this and i'll tell you a secret what kind of solidified this in our heads we went for my birthday three years ago uh, to a tiny town uh, called boston in the uk and they had glamping over there mm-hmm. uh, like tiny cabins with solar powers and everything it was like an eight square meter cabin and we spent like four days over there uh, no gas, no nothing, just lights and uh, a kettle. <laughs> All food mm-hmm. had to be cooked outside uh, on a on a grill or a barbecue or a spit, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was the best experience because that kind of said, like, we can live actually in a small house like this. It's all we need. It, it kind of created this thing in our heads, like a very important question that everybody should ask themselves, I think, which is how much is enough? for you how much do you want so you can be happy and fulfilled as a human being so when we kind of ask our that question then in those four days we kind of came up with a plan we wrote it down we knew exactly what we need to do for how much was enough for us and you know we worked tirelessly since then for the last three years to make it happen and we did in you know in ways that we couldn't even imagine even if it's not humongous piece of land it's exactly the heaven that we needed and wanted wow that's so that's so amazing it's such a lovely story and it 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 just i think it's so much easier when you are in a partnership with someone who's kind of looking in the same direction you are isn't it it is Uh, the thing is up till i was about 25 years i don't want to make this about my life and everything but like you know, guys, especially boys, until they're 25, they have uh, that wish. You know, maybe it's just <laughs> testosterone poisoning, like Paul Stamets calls it, or something like that. So you're you just lost and confused, and you don't know what you need to be happy. So that was me. That's why I, I just moved from place to place, visited a lot of countries, looking for something that I didn't know what I'm looking for. And yeah. that thing was somebody to love and be loved by it was literally you know kitschy as it sounds i was looking for love <laughs> yeah yeah white snake comes into my head now i love david cover there <laughs> <laughs> looking for so you know i went i left for the uk when i was 20 and after a couple of years i found monica my fiance and that's when my life actually began because every piece of deposit got connected and every uh, piece of wood that needed glue got glued and you know the whole plan took um shape and we speed up 
we, we managed to speed up that whole process, I would say by 10 years, because when it's two and you, like you said, you're working towards the same goal, it's incredible what you can do. I mean, I'm not a religious person, uh, but I know all scripture says that one person can do miracles, but when two people go on the same path, they can move mountains. So yeah, I think yeah. that's what kind of happened. Yeah, no, every, everything you're saying resonates very much with me. I mean, particularly the, uh, you know, the adolescent and young me definitely can connect with all the, all the <laughs> things you're saying, for sure, for sure. So um, you've spoke about gardening and obviously, you know, I, I can kind of see your progression there and it all makes great sense and a great story you know the the idea of accepting your limitations if you like and but but not not accepting that you know that's an end to your dream and you know building these planters out of pallets i love that i love that story and then you know moving on to where you are now do you have plans to do anything outside of growing plants Oh, uh, what exactly? Like, well, like an animals, dairy, things like that. Is that in oh, your future? Definitely. So, these gardens were that we bought. This garden that we bought is in a complex of gardens, and they have uh, basically they're very similar to the allotments in the UK. Yeah? yeah, and they have a set of rules. The national set of rules says that you can have chickens, bunnies, yeah. and pigeons, mm -hmm. but as with everywhere, there are unwritten rules, local rules, where people need to give permission, like the community needs to give permission. So right mm -hmm. at the moment, I'm waiting, I've already spoke to the admins and everybody, we're waiting for that general meeting, but because of the pandemic, nobody can actually meet in those numbers, so sure. that we can tell them that we want to, you know, get the chickens and the bunnies and then get them, because I have space in the back, perfect space in the back to yeah. hold them and to pasture raise them and all of that stuff. But yeah, we're waiting for, but definitely there is desire and not necessarily for the meat because, um, you know, I eat meat. Well, I'm mainly plant-based, but I eat meat that I prepare myself or that I know it comes from good sources. Uh, and that's once a week only because I'm trying to reduce after eating uh, seven times a day, just meat and mm -hmm. having medical problems because of that but i mainly want the bunnies and the chickens for their compost making ability yeah uh, there's there's a, a lot of people on on the internet who use uh, livestock for this but there's one channel if you allow me to to mention it in particular, of course it's called uh, edible acres and this this couple has perfected the composting making ability of chickens in, in a closing space which instead of waiting for like years to mature it, they managed to do it as a bed topper in literally three weeks. And wow. they get eggs because they don't really, you know, kill their chickens for meat necessarily uh, until they're very old and, you know, they become soup because the meat is too stringy. Yeah, yeah. But this is my point. I don't want to have any amendments. I don't want to use chemicals. I don't want to, you know, regenerative gardening means you just add and nature gives you infinite in return but i do believe in the role of animals and also the, the chickens would play that role the bunnies um, their poop uh, is a slow release nutrient for the soil again as a bed topper because uh, i'm using deep mulch which is thrown out and wood chips in the pathways so this initial work would be enough for many years to come but i still need to add some nutrients yeah so th that's why i need i want um, 
animal uh, <laughs> labor. It's not a bed and breakfast. They would, you know, they would uh, pay for the <laughs> rent over there on the garden. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what have been the, the biggest challenges that you faced over the last sort of six months, if you like? Because I, I imagine even though you, your move wasn't six months ago, I imagine that, you know, the whole process of purchasing the land and, and actually moving during the pandemic wasn't the most straightforward. What, what, what sort of challenges have you come across and how have you overcome them? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, so, yeah, in December, I took all of my uh, annual leave in one go and we spent a month here looking for the garden. We knew exactly that this is what we can afford and what we want. So for three weeks out of December, we walked everywhere because there's 67 of these uh, garden complexes in around the city. And they're very far from each other. <laughs> yeah. So we walked until literally our feet were disassembling <laughs> <laughs> calluses and, and wounds on our feet that, you know, it's a good story to tell the kids in the future. But we, we found many of them that we liked. The thing is we could never agree with the owners because they were um, emotionally attached. And that's, I can understand that, but that's quite difficult to sell something that you're emotionally attached. Yeah. And when, you know, we didn't give up, but we said, okay, instead of chasing after the wind, let's make ads and put them in there. Each complex has a note sport. So we started putting note, uh, ads everywhere that we're interested to buy this, this, we wanted the, the largest amount of, of garden that we could have bought because the, most of them are 300 square meters, 500 square meters, you know, that's the standard. Yeah. And when we can, kind of got home and had a deep breath and said, okay, let's manifest, everything is going to happen properly, we got a phone call straight away. <laughs> <laughs> and the gentleman that we ended up buying the land from said, hey, I have this, this and that. Let's meet tomorrow at this time at that address. And we went there. You know how you, you walk into a flat or a house that you know you're going to buy and you just know before you even walk inside? We yeah. had that vibration of wow. And another thing that convinced us is that the evening before, I, I was planning or I was looking on Pinterest at how to create, um, you know, like a magic portal made out of evergreen, which is basically a big round door, like semicircle door. I like these things. And I was thinking like how I can do it, which trees, which shrubs, which things I need to buy and how to mold them so that I can create that entryway into the garden that looks like a magic portal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when we walked uh, close to the garden, we saw the freaking magic portal. <laughs> you already <laughs> had a magic portal. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, it had exactly what we wanted. I had, uh, like, I... Prior to that, in, in the planning stage, which, you know, I've been planning this for many months, I had the trees that I wanted to plant, the berry bushes, the fruit trees, the everything, the nut trees. And when we landed on that property, it had the apples, it had the plums, it had the cherries, it had all kind of, like, out of 25 berry bushes known to men that grow in this area, it had, like, 20 of them. Uh, hazelnuts. So, yeah, we said, this is this is it. Let's yeah, take my money. <laughs> take my money. Fantastic. So, what, what have you come across anything that you weren't expecting yet? 
is, is there been anything where you've kind of you've you've stumbled across something whether it's something physical or just some kind of paperwork barrier or whatever it might be and it's kind of been a bit of a surprise to you paperwork uh, not really because as i said my fiance she's a polish citizen so we could do everything really quick and really easy through yeah. her uh, so positive it, we keep discovering every single day that the previous owner kept planting things in in secret places and they're starting to come out now from beautiful flowers that i've never seen in my life to literally wow. a whole bed of asparagus in a compost pile fantastic like i planted asparagus two weeks ago and said like, okay i need to wait three years <laughs> so I <can> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yesterday when we were at the garden because mon is building a arch uh, arch pathway now at the beginning of the garden as you come in with uh, scrap with the twigs and stuff you know very nice uh, i was doing some work in the back and it's like what's those what are those things coming out from the soil? I looked closer and there were asparagus coming out. <laughs> what a fantastic present he left you. <laughs> oh, and this is not just, this is just one thing. Horseradish under the evergreens in the back. Like all of these things that's like uh, Yoda, you know, he didn't tell us anything. Like he wanted us to have surprise. Like the yeah, place yeah. that keeps on giving. There's so many that like wild mushrooms that are five minutes away from from the garden yesterday, I literally picked up a, a whole basket of they're called, they're called May mushroom or Saint George mushroom. Yes, we have them here. Yes, yes. Beautiful. Yeah, they're my favorite mushroom because of the flavor and the smell. So I made a dish with them and the asparagus last night. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, we I picked some just last week actually. I love, <laughs> I love Saint George's mushrooms. Um, yeah. So. I mean, do you have any idea why the previous owner left? I mean, it sounds like he certainly con connected with the land and cared for it and, you know, assumedly loved loved being there. Do you have any idea? Has he moved on to a bigger garden or? No, actually, I do know because he he talks more than me, which is hard to find people. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's, a, it's an achievement. Um, he's an amazing guy. He took care of that land for 27 years. And he planted and he literally didn't till much. You know, he had a couple of beds that he tilled because he is almost 80 years old. So that's the mentality, you know, you need to till that. That's his generation. But he really had unknowingly maybe regenerative practices because that was the normal. Yeah. Uh, he gave it away because he's very old. As I said, him and his missus, they're like 80-ish. Uh, their kids uh, live in, in the capital city, so they're very far away. They're not going to come and take it over. Grandkids as well, they're far away, so they just physically couldn't anymore. Fine. And he Fine. said instead of being like everybody else and just having a lawn uh, and cutting the grass and coming here to cut the grass, I cannot do that because the garden needs to be gardened and the trees need to be pruned and I just I don't have the capacity anymore. I don't want it to let it go derelict. Hi guys, I'm just very quickly interrupting the show to say please consider supporting it. If you'd like to consider supporting this one-man operation, there's lots of ways you can do it. One of the easiest of which is just to talk about it, to share it online on your social media pages or with friends. By growing this audience is one of the best ways that we can actually ensure that the show is sustainable. If you'd like to support it more directly, then please consider becoming a patron. You can do so by going to patreon.com 
forward slash self-sufficient hub. By becoming a patron, you help me to achieve things that I'd love to be able to do in the future, such as buying better equipment to increase the quality, allowing me to pay myself some time to spend on the podcast, again, increasing the quality of it, and also paying for things like transcription and show notes. If you would like to do that, please do consider going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. Thank you. Everything you do to support this show is really appreciated. Mike, have you got any regrets at all about what you've done? Is there anything you do differently? Uh, in, in which regard? With the garden until now or in the past? In, in, no, in, only just in the, in, the, in the journey you've been taking over the last year or so. Is there anything at all you do differently? I don't it's think okay. so. No. no. It's okay I, to I, say no. <laughs> I, I had to think for a second, you know. But no, no. I think everything happens for a reason. And that kind of says goodbye to free will in many ways. But um, it's, I don't believe in, in coincidences. And sure. I accept that. And I think every you know, negative and quotation aspect that could happen is a lesson that we need to take to heart and learn from. But uh, fortunately, uh, there were not, I, I, I cannot think about any negatives up until now, apart from, you know, the language barrier that I still have my fiance to help with. Uh, and I'm trying to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't change anything. It was hard to live, you know, 10 years of life and friendships and in relationships back in London and just, uh, you know, pick up our 47 boxes yeah, yeah. and move. But yeah, it, it is for the best because it's not just for gardening and for this passion. We want to start a family. We want to have kids, you know, time is passing and we're not getting younger. And yeah, I think it was, yeah, quite, quite a good journey full of, excitement and good memories fantastic fantastic so are you you're staying in touch with friends in london are any of them sort of do, do you get any not not jealousy but are any of them looking at what you're doing and thinking that might be for me well yeah i mean you know you you attract people that are like-minded so all, all of my friends from london um if they usually commuted from some place where they could have gardens um, and the ones who don't, they just grow. I don't know. I, I gave them the advice, just, you know, don't start the garden. You don't have space. Just grow a mint plant, put it in a pot on the windowsill yeah. and grow a mint plant because they're indestructible. <laughs> you know, no matter how much <laughs> people like them, they're going to yeah. find a way to come back to life. And Nah, they're happy for us. They're happy for us. And uh, I keep them posted with through the videos in Instagram and just sending them pictures on WhatsApp of what I'm doing yeah, ahead yeah. of releasing on YouTube. And they're very supportive. They were very supportive with this leave as well because, you know, I, I worked for the same company for seven years. So I was so humbled and joy, full of joy to see that everybody, though it's hard to, you know, leave it behind and break yeah. these friendships because if you're not there let's be honest yeah yeah you you keep in touch at big occasions but you're not this it's not going to be the same but they were very supportive and they saw that this is mental health physical health future family because this 
this this was it. I mean, we were both getting to the point where we kind of, you know, the health was slipping away from both of us. And yeah. I think we did it at the right time because it, in just two months of living that environment and, and just being in garden every single day with very few uh, hiccups when we weren't there, I can, I lost a lot of kilos. I'm feeling better than when I was 20 years old. And this is not an exaggeration. I don't want to paint this. Oh my God. Utopia, but it is being in nature. It is the microbiome yeah. that makes your body function better. Your immune system. I haven't had a cold when everybody is uh, else is cold or sick around me. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, there sure. is, there is truth in nature. Yeah, of course. So looking forward now, I mean, we've been talking, we've been looking back for most of the conversation, looking forward now, what are your plans for the next little while? What are you hoping to achieve in the next year? And, and where do you see yourself, you know, beyond that? Oh, <laughs> so many things. I mean, this year, uh, we, I kind of made this decision of being the year of hard work and establishment mm -hmm. and observation because uh, as with the asparagus and with the mushrooms, there's so many things that are coming out. Uh, he told us the varieties of the trees and the berry bushes and stuff like that, but we don't really, we never eaten these varieties. We never tried or smelled or tasted. So we're going to just observe, see what we like. And I would like to establish a, a bigger orchard in the back. Uh, we, there's a creek running through the property. And behind that, there's like, you know, I'm, I'm, this year I'm going to grow the three sisters, corn, squash, and, and beans. Yeah. But in, in the future, because I managed to prepare 43 beds in the front part, plus the other side for the tomatoes and cucumbers, um, I think I'm just going to leave that part as an as a orchard, peaceful, you know, tranquility. <laughs> zen yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can do that really quick because uh, there's a technique called air layering. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Yes, I am. Where you yes. can just take the branch of a tree uh, that's fruiting already, root it up throughout this year, for example, and then plant it in autumn. And next year, you're going to have fruit straight away instead of waiting for a couple of years from yes. seedling or from a rootstock. So that's, that's the general plan. But um, just a quick setup. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I had the opportunity to actually spend my summer holidays in the countryside with my grandma. And I think she just, you know, she, I didn't learn much uh, through verbal, but, but I learned a lot by observation. And she was big into na natural medicine. So we would go mushroom picking and dehydrating them. We would go wild plant harvesting and wildflowers and all of this. And she would make all of these medicines, all of this tea and herbal mixes. So that stuck with me, you know, that knowledge and that information. So I would like to do that. I would like to establish the garden so that it becomes a bit more self-sufficient uh, with the deep mulch. I won't have to water it so often and so on. Yeah. And then just go explore that humongous forest, go explore the fields, the wild fields around it. So I can start harvesting and making like a, you know, a, a storage of, of natural medicine so we yeah, can yeah. be healthy instead of putting chemicals in our bodies from conventional medicine. Not that that's wrong, you know, for infections, for yeah, yeah. trauma stuff, yes. But if you can prevent, 
that's that's my plan to prevent disease instead of fixing disease once it's here yeah yeah fantastic have you got any plan to keep honeybees oh, yes <laughs> <laughs> yes but the thing is it's not on the list so hopefully yeah, yeah. when we have that meeting i can squeak in i don't want to bite more than i can chew you know i don't want to be like the greedy guy who just i want this and i want this i want this yeah 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 but in time you know patience is always a, a good tactic uh Yes. I, will, I will have at least one beehive because I've seen some uh, neighbors a bit further away having three beehives. So if they can have it, then I can have it. Sure, sure. So um, I've actually run through all my questions that I had for you, Mike. Is there anything in particular that you'd like to touch on that we haven't yet? And don't feel you have to, but if there's anything at all that you feel that you'd like to share, then uh, please feel free. Well, what I would want to share with you is that if you are in a flat or in a house somewhere without access to the garden and every time you see somebody, I don't know, gardening, homesteading on the internet, you feel a knot in your throat. Every time you go in a forest is like exactly the place where you want to be. You feel like home. The best ideas come to you when you're in nature. But right now you don't see how you can make that happen or make it real. Just use this waiting time in between now and manifestation of this dream of yours to plan it. It helps a lot to plan, to write down on paper, to draw what you wish, what you want, so that you put power into it. And you don't, know, you don't need to know how you're going to make it happen. You just need to know what you want. And eventually, through your work, don't think it's going to fall from the sky. By this, this manifestation process is going to put you on the right path is going to make you take a left or a right to get where you want to be. At least that's what, that's how it was for us. And I do believe in this process. Um, I've watched homesteaders uh, and crazy gardeners for the last eight years wishing to do anything, uh, the, the smallest amount to the biggest amount. And it, it was a magical process, painful because I didn't have it now. Being a millennial, you know how it is. You want it now. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter how, just want it now. But that's what I would say. Just keep the faith. Uh, use your time to plan. Just write down everything that you ever wanted, all the veggies and the fruits that you ever wished to grow. Draw them, have a notebook, and just do. do allow yourself at least 10 minutes a day to be with those thoughts, and it will happen for you. 100%. That's fantastic. That's fantastic advice, Mike. Thanks ever so much for that. And uh, so before we go, um, it, where can people check you out? Where can people find your stuff? Well, right now it's just the the YouTube channel, Homebird Homesteader. And over there you're going to find the Instagram and the Facebook and the email, you know, all the, the, the websites where you can find us. Uh, we're still in the growing phase now. We just want to enjoy this process as much as possible. But um, yeah, we're, I'm very happy to share this with people because I have nothing to teach anybody. <laughs> I'm doing this for the first time. I have nothing to uh, show you apart from nature and from probably my mistakes. And hopefully my mistakes are going to save you time in the future and, uh, you know, have a good time seeing nature unfold and transform because the best we can do is just... Um, participate co-create with nature you cannot change her or influence her in any way she knows better than anybody 
That's fantastic advice, Mike. I love that. I love that a lot. And uh, the only thing I'll disagree with you on this whole conversation, I think, is to say that you don't have anything to teach. I think that's a that's a slight misconception because I think just your sharing your story is a is a teaching process for so many of us. And I've genuinely gotten a lot out of our conversation. So I really appreciate you taking the time to spend with me today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> and uh, keep doing what you're doing, Mike, and uh, I'll stay in touch. Thank you very much, Carl. This episode of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast was brought to you by our patrons. You guys are awesome. If you'd like to support the show, there's lots of ways you can do it. The easiest of which is just to like and review it wherever you get our podcasts. You can also tell somebody about it, whether that's on social media or just face-to-face with a friend who you think might benefit from it. But however you support our podcast, we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a patron, please consider doing so by going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, it's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Thank you ever so much for listening, and I'll speak to you really soon.